Paul says something in his letter today to the Colossians, which seems a bit scandalous. Paul makes it seem, or Paul makes it sound, like the sufferings of Christ are not enough. That his suffering on the cross is not enough. Listen to what St. Paul says. And now I rejoice in my sufferings, for your sake, and in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. How can Paul say that there's something lacking in the afflictions of Christ? How can Paul say that there's something lacking in the sufferings of Jesus? Many people err when they read Scripture because they don't read it in its context, not only its theological context, but also just the context that's right here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. That second line is quintessential to understanding it, and here comes a little theology. Ready? God loves humanity. God loves humanity. Humanity often loves God, but let's be honest, sometimes we don't. God loves humanity. Humanity loves God. God is a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when I say that God loves humanity, we specifically know that the second person of the Holy Trinity is Jesus. So God loves humanity will then become Christ loves the church. Because what is the church? The church is the people of God. Raise your hand if you're baptized. If you're baptized, what does that make you? That makes you a member of the... So when I say God loves humanity, and then I say Christ loves the church, who does Christ love? He loves you. You specifically. God loves humanity. Christ loves his church. Christ, in Scripture, reveals himself as the groom. Christ is the divine groom. What does that make you? His bride. God passionately loves humanity. Christ loves the church, and Christ is a mad lover, a groom who is willing to lay down his life to protect, defend, uplift, uplift, love, glorify, and serve his bride to the point of shedding his blood because he loves his bride, the church, so much. Christ's sacrifice on the cross for his bride is perfect. However, his bride is not I'm a sinner. On average, I go to confession probably every 10 to 14 days. I'm a sinner. I hate my sins, but I'm a sinner. And I am the bride of Christ because I am a member of the church like you. Because Christ chooses to marry his bride, he becomes one with her. 
We believe as Catholics, because we believe in Scripture, that once one person is married, they're married until death does them part. We believe that Christ marries his bride, the groom, and the two become one flesh. St. Paul elsewhere speaks about Christ being the head of his body, the church, and how the two become one. And just as you can't separate a head from a body and still have life, you can't separate Christ from his church. And thus, because of this intimacy between Christ and his church, between head and body, the church, because she is imperfect, is lacking. And thus, what is St. Paul saying here today? Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, for in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the affliction of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. Who is Paul offering his sacrifices and his sufferings up for? For the church, because the church is not perfect. Who is Paul offering his sacrifices and his sufferings up for? He's offering them up for the church because we as his bride, we as the body of Christ are not perfect. Anybody want to raise their hand and say they're perfect? Anybody want to raise their hand and say they're not perfect? Wives, is your husband perfect? Always just a great question. You could talk about that during lunch today. <laughs> We're not perfect. And thus we are called to sacrifice on our behalf, but also on behalf of the church. So let's talk about that. How do we as Christians regularly offer sacrifice like St. Paul is doing? How do we offer up our sufferings as St. Paul is doing? Well, we know during Lent, right? We offer up sacrifices, right? Every Friday, we endure the horror of not eating meat and then going to an all-you-can-eat fish fry and committing gluttony. It's terrible, isn't it? Like, what, what, what's really supposed to be behind that? We're supposed to actually unite our lives to the poor who can't afford meat but can catch a fish on their own. I mean, really, the whole history behind fish fries is actually the fact that you needed to own land to be able to have cattle and meat and money. But anybody who was poor could go catch a fish. And you, don't have to, you, have, you aren't required to eat fish on Friday. You can eat peanut butter and jelly or fast on bread and water, right? But we as Christians, we offer up sacrifices, right? We do this, of course, during Lent. Many of you for 40 days offer up sacrifices. But the church in her great tradition and her history, there are people that do bread and water fasts. There's people that take cold waters. There's people, uh, cold showers. There's people who sleep on the floor. There's people who flawed themselves. There's people who pray the rosary intentionally, kneeling the entire time as a penance, and they offer that up as a sacrifice to the Lord. There's many things we can do to offer up a sacrifice to the Lord. Today I would like to present to you one of the greatest ways that you can offer a sacrifice to the Lord. And I would say actually one of the most efficacious and fruitful things you can do to offer up a sacrifice to the Lord. There's a newly canonized saint in our church. 
St. Manuel Garcia Gonzalez. He was a priest, became a bishop, and somehow he remained a saint. That was a joke. <laughs> As a young, fervent priest, he arrived at his first assignment, and he had all these dreams about how all of his people would be there, and he would preach sermons to them, and he would have youth groups, and it was going to be amazing. And he showed up, and no one was there. The church was empty. No children ever came to Mass. And what broke his heart the most was when he arrived and he went to the tabernacle. The tabernacle had cobwebs. He ended up writing a book that is now entitled The Bishop of the Abandoned Tabernacle. And seeing that abandoned tabernacle, it changed his life. In one of his writings, he says this. The greatest penance that one can offer to God is to force oneself to spend silence and enter into conversation with God. One of the greatest penances that one can offer to God is to force oneself to spend silence before his presence. What do we have given to us in our gospel passage today? The story of Martha and Mary, right? We've all heard it a thousand times. Martha, Martha, Martha. Do any of you guys remember the Brady Bunch? Like it's just I, every time that I hear this, all I can think about is, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But anyways, it's Martha. It's a totally different person, but for some reason I get caught up in the Brady Bunch. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. How many of you can identify with Martha? You are anxious. Our Lord is saying this. You are anxious. And you are worried about many things. And there is only need of one thing. What is the need of the one thing? What is our Lord telling us? I mean, this is as clear as it gets. There is need for one thing. And Mary has chosen the better part. What did Mary choose to do? Well, a few verses earlier. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him. What does Jesus want us to do? To sit at his feet and listen to him. But what do we want to do? We want to do everything but that. We want to be busy. We want to do things. We want to clean. We want to go on the internet. We want to game. We want to exercise. We want to go shopping. We want to binge watch television shows. We want to do everything but sit in silence. And then even if we choose to pray, oftentimes our prayer is just a list of us telling God what he needs to do for us. God, do this, and then do this, and then do this. And if you don't do this, God, I might not talk to you for a while. And then I'll get angry with you. And then, goodbye. And clearly, Jesus tells us right here, Mary has chosen the better part. Who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. 
St. Manuel says that one of the greatest penances, the greatest sacrifices that we can offer to God is just to sit in silence. And it's hard. It's very hard. And I will tell you that it's harder today than it ever has been. Because today you have a magic phone. And today as you sit in silence, what are you tempted to do? To check all your apps and all your feeds. To check the weather. To check the sports. And it's all in your fingertips. And while we do all of that, who are we ignoring? The person whose feet that we are seated before, which is Jesus. If you want to offer a pleasing and beautiful sacrifice to our Lord, as St. Paul encourages us to do, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, for in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ in behalf of his body, which is the church. My brothers and sisters, the greatest penance and sacrifice that we can offer to God, any of you can take a cold shower. Any of you can fast from meat on Fridays. Any of you could pray the rosary. But to choose to sit in silence with our Lord it's hard. And our Lord clearly says that Mary has chosen the better part. Do we want to choose the better part? Do you want more joy, peace, gratitude, patience, fruitfulness, and life? I know I do. And that happens when you choose the better part. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried. What's the antidote? Silence. Today, let's pray for that grace and let's make a commitment before we leave this building today to choose silence. To choose to daily sit in our Lord's feet. If that means that the phone needs to be in another room, put it in another room. If that means you need to set an alarm on your phone to remind you to pray, then set an alarm on your phone to remind you to pray. If that means you need to talk to your spouse and say, hey, we need to do this together. If you haven't taught your children to sit in silence, now is the time. I will confess to all of you. That about six years ago, I made a commitment to spend two hours in silent prayer with our Lord every single day. I made the commitment on a Father's Day. And I can honestly say that I was faithful to that commitment. And it changed my life. Changed my priesthood. And I believe changed my parish. Prior to that, I was just doing one hour. But I didn't find it to be enough. I can tell you that this past year, 
in trying to do everything that I needed, sorry, to try to do everything that I believe needed to be done, I failed several times, more than I have in the last six years, to get a second hour of silence and prayer before our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. And for that as your father, I ask for forgiveness. Because although I can say that a lot has happened in, se in the last 12 months, since July 7th, I failed in doing what was most important. On the day of my judgment, and thanks be to God, I've repented, and since July 7th of this year, I'm back to two hours every day. But if I had died this past year, on the day of my judgment, would God have said, well done, my good and faithful servant? Or would God have just have said, to hell with you? my overly busy, anxious, and worried servant who did not take the time that they could take to sit at my feet and listen. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. We are all anxious and worried, and we are called to do one thing, and that is to sit and listen. And in it, we find joy, we find peace, we find rest, we find refreshment, we find life. That's what God wants for you, because he loves you, because he's your groom, because he's your God, because he's your Lord. So may we, humanity, may we, the church, may we, his people, may we, his bride, respond to our God, a God of love with love, with our time, with our penance, with our sacrifice, and with our silence. Through God's grace may it be so, and through God's grace may we become the saints that he is inviting us to be. Amen. Amen.